Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Did you have a good week? I did. Had a good one. Yeah. Um, so hi, everybody. Welcome back to Date Night at the Coffee Shop. Uh, I'm Bart. I'm Sam. And we are glad you guys have decided to join us again today. Um, for those of you new to our podcast, we try Here's new... how this is going to happen. Yeah, this is, this is what we do. <laughs> um, we try a new coffee um, at the beginning of each episode talk a little bit about that and then we have a random topic that we talk about usually just whatever we want we're professionals um, yeah very professional <laughs> um we cover very wide-ranging topics everything from um alcohol to anthropology to what we've got talking about today yeah also as you can tell or maybe not i don't know if you hear barking in the background we have dogs they are the the mascots to this this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to be talking about something pretty cool, um, a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Um, we're talking video games. Um, I've I've always loved video games ever since I was. Gosh, I, we've always had some kind of video game system. At least I have. Um, this so is I'm a, I'm a totally foreign concept to me. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I mean, the one who does the notes, so this this is this will be good. Right. So I'm pretty excited <laughs> to talk about this today. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and today we have a coffee um, that matches. Yes, our, our. We don't always match them, but. Yeah, not always, but sometimes we try to. Uh, but today we've got a, co- a coffee by Player One Coffee. Um, so really ties into our topic today. Excited to try this. This one is a medium roast called God's Gift. Um, we don't do many medium roasts. We usually just do dark roasts. Yeah, well, we, we've done several medium roasts. But yeah, dark roasts are usually our preferred um, our preferred roast. Um, but Player One, they actually, I, I looked on their website. They've only got like one dark roast. Uh-huh. Um, and it was like really caffeinated like oh, extra yeah. caffeinated i think i appreciate you yeah yeah so um <laughs> i figured would give this one a shot it sounded interesting um the description on this one sh- says a boldly balanced guatemalan brew bestowed upon humans from the heavens with a buttery texture and a chocolate nuance um, so that sounded very interesting to me heck yeah um, it comes from the acatenango atitlan and nuevo oriente region Ooh, that's um, pretty specific. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and they've actually got a lot of information here on this bag. They even it's really, mentioned their really processing. Nice. Yeah. The bag is real cool looking. They've got their processing type here. It says wet processing, fully washed. I, I've never seen a, a company that advertises like what their processing methods yeah. are. Yeah. Um, cupping notes, vanilla aroma. Hey, that's cool that they actually do like cupping. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, vanilla aroma, silky body, citric acidity, acidity, acidity. Um, acid, citric acidity. That was a hard word to say. <laughs> Those uh, two together are rough. Notes of cinnamon, chocolate, and sugar cane sweetness. Ooh. Yeah. So excited for this one. This one looks really interesting. The bag, like you said, is really cool. Um, you can find their coffee at playeronecoffee.com. So. 
Let's go ahead and we'll take our first sip. Oh, of... I love this down here on the bottom. It has little hearts for like lives. For yeah, so yeah, so it's got like the little, oh. um, similar to like like hearts from like Legend of Zelda or something like that. It'll have like for like the the, the roast level. I love right. that. And so like two hearts is medium. That's so cool. All right, so here, first sip of God's Gift by Player One Coffee. That's really good. That's really nice. Like, it is. It is really good. Um, it's it, it is smooth. I definitely get those chocolatey kind of hints there. Um, for a medium roast, especially, it's very mm -hmm. it's very round, well rounded. It's not as green as some of the other medium roasts. Yeah, that it's, had. it's it's not a, a lot of medium roasts and medium not as much usually. You get it a lot with light roast, but still most medium roasts are still a little bit too much for me. They they're a little too bright. Bright, yeah. Um, 100%. And this one is really nice. It's really um, really smooth, kind of heavy. I I, like I it. really like this. This yeah. is probably the my, this is probably the best medium roast I've ever had. Yeah, and I haven't so like I taste the like the citric acidity in it. Um like it's not it's not as bitter yeah. as some medium roast that I've that I've tried you yeah. know it's really the acidity is very um nicely balanced I guess right. I would say yeah yeah so what would you give this this one would be pretty up pretty high up there um this one will probably be for a medium roast now like my preferred is dark roast obviously right um for a medium roast I'm actually going to give this like a seven and a half eight yeah yeah because okay. it's pretty good like I could drink this regularly right yeah, yeah. I, I could too, actually. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've kind of got two ratings on my mind here. So overall, yeah, I think it's definitely like seven and a half. This is a good like morning star. Brew. Yeah. Or good like wake up brew kind of stuff. Because I mean, even even if you, if you're not looking for as much like caffeine or like the the dark, if you're looking for a little bit more brightness, mm -hmm. you know, without it being overpowering. Yeah. This is really good. Um, but yeah, overall, I would give this probably a seven and a half to eight. Um, but specifically, in light of it being a medium brew, like for a, or a medium roast rather, for a medium roast, it's definitely like nine, nine and a half. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, as far as medium roasts go. Yeah, it's really good. And if I was a bigger fan of medium roast, I would I would definitely rate this one at like nine and a half yeah nine, for nine sure but like medium roast is just not really yeah, yeah. It's, it's still really good though i actually probably would buy some more of this for yeah sure. it's good this is a good um, this is a good one i want to try some of their other medium roasts i do for yeah. sure because this was this is impressive yeah i like i, I got this one specifically because the tasting notes sounded a little heavier and darker to me mm -hmm. um so that's probably a lot of it, but we can, I, yeah, I definitely want to try some more of these. Maybe we'll do another episode on, on, uh, some, some more player one coffee. Yeah. Um, awesome. be interested in doing that, but yeah, God's gift player one, um, fantastic, fantastic cup of Joe here. And the bag is just wonderful. I yeah. Mean, it's, yeah. They've got some really beautiful the art on their bag. Yeah. Um, so go check them out again. That's player one coffee.com. I, I think is it player one coffee. Yes. Yeah. Player one coffee.com. Um, go check them out. Order some other stuff. It's fantastic. Um, all right, so moving on, let's go ahead and get into our topic today. Again, we're talking about video games, um, and I'm pretty excited. It's going to be really fun. Okay, so I'm going to need your help, so feel free to interrupt at will. Got yeah, it? Yeah, no, 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 no doubts. Okay, so this one was really hard, 
for me. Um, I don't stick to hobbies for long, so I never owned any game system ever. Well, that's kind of what. Like, no TV system. I had um, a Nintendo, but we'll get to that. I had a Nintendo that was gifted to me by my, one of my older sisters. Uh, so, okay. like, I, but I never had a gaming system. Which, I, which Nintendo? The gray one. I don't know. The, the first one. The gray one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, was it a Game Boy or was it a... Oh, yeah. It was a Game Boy. Okay. I played Tetris on it. Okay. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a Game Boy. Yeah. The big gray brick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. the original Game Boy. There was that one and then there was, like, Eye of the Gods or something like that that I played on it. And it was basically, like, a puzzle game. So it was okay. Tetris and like one other game. You know, the most boring games. No, possible. they're not. They're so good. Anyways, I never. So this, anyways, this episode was like really difficult for me and I learned so much. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let me go ahead and get to the history. Uh, so the early years of videos, this I found super fascinating. I always love like learning stuff, everything about the podcast. I just like learning. Anyways. Um, in 1940, the Westinghouse display at the World's Fair in New York City, um, Edward U. Condon had designed a computer that played the traditional game NIM, in which players try to avoid picking up the last matchstick. Tens of thousands of people play it, and the computer wins at least 90% of the games. Hmm. So, I've never heard of this game before. NIM, it's, you've probably played it on a computer, because, like, it's kind of one of those ones that came on, like, with Solitaire and stuff like that, whenever the computer... Whenever those those big white computers came out, mm-hmm. it has a green background, and you pick up a matchstick, and like you have to be the last one. Like, yeah, you, you it sounds like this is this was based off of like a real world game. Yeah, like yeah. like pickup sticks or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's like the first quote unquote video game, mm. kind of, or arcade arcade game. I guess would be a better description of it. But interesting that I've I've never heard of this. I've I've heard of the first game. I've always been under the impression that Pong we'll get was to the first video game. Yeah, yeah. But I, this kind of is like a background to, because like, it's it's like the first computer game. Right. So I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, I want to say make a side note that Edward Condon was a nuclear physicist. He was a pioneer in quantum mechanics, and he was a participant in the Manhattan Project. Oh, sweet. And he made the first computer game. That's awesome. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Um, Ten years later, Claude Shannon lays out the basic guidelines for programming a chess-playing computer in an article, Programming a Computer for Playing Chess. Uh, That same year, he and Englishman Alan Turing created chess programs. Mm -hmm. So the imitation game, if you've seen that, is based off of the life of Alan Turing. I haven't, but it's... uh, I meant to watch that. It's really good. I think it got really good reviews. Yeah, it's really good. I did like it. Um, So, like, this... So, obviously, as some of you can tell... Like, we're starting off the history of video games with computer games, because that's really where they Right. Started. Well, I mean, yeah. everything, the computers were just kind of starting out back in that age. Right. Um, so that's really, you know, almost, kind of have to start, start there, there with the technology that's available. For sure. So throughout the 50s, computers evolved and games evolved along with them. So then in 1961, Space War was developed at MIT by a group of students. And then Space, so Space War allowed two players to simulate a space combat fight on the computer's like simplistic monitor. The game's source code was shared with other institutions with the same computer across the country as the MIT students themselves like moved out and like moved on, allowing for the game to gain popularity. Hmm. So that was pretty interesting so it sounds like it wasn't really like mass produced though it was just kind of distributed out to other 
Um, computer science programs and right. people with the same computer. It's the DP... PDP-1. Yeah, PDP-1 computer. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so this right here is super interesting. Um, in 1966, while waiting at a bus station, Ralph Baer gets the idea of playing a video game on a television. On September 1st, he writes down his ideas that became the basis of development or the, um, the basis of his development of television video games. In 1968, Ralph patented his interactive television game. And then four years later, Magnavox releases Odyssey, the first home video game system. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, that was, I had no idea. And like, I looked up this guy and this guy, Ralph Bear, is apparently the father of video games or whatever he's like the grandfather or whatever yeah since it was his idea yeah he's like that's interesting yeah i had no idea that the first system was made by magnavox yes yeah so strange i couldn't find any information on like what games were on it though so probably like maybe four yeah maybe Um, And then this one, um, in 1971, Oregon Trail is released. Again, like, I know it's not a video game, but, and it's a computer game, but I really loved Oregon Trail. It was, like, my favorite computer game ever. I really, I really hated it originally. (gasps) Like, we played it, we played it in computer lab in elementary school. And I hated that game. I could never, like, I never really, like, understood it. Um, But then I remember, there was a few years ago, it was, like, actually after we graduated college, um... I found this online. Yep, um, I remember that. Yeah, it's a website that has all of the old computer games on it. Yeah, and I can't think of the, um, I can't think of the, the term for it now, but yeah, had Oregon Trail on there, so I was playing that like it's this so was like good. four years ago. So good, I always loved it, and I, I got obsessed for a few days. It was a lot of fun. Did you, so, okay, so, (laughs) this is going to show my character, but whenever I was in, like, middle school and things like that, we would play Oregon Trail, um, I would always, like, name people after, like, ex-boyfriends, and then, like, when they would die, I would be real happy. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, I didn't do anything like that. So, but I loved Oregon Trail. It was so, so much fun. Um... So, moving on. In 1972, after the Odyssey releases, Nolan Bushnell and his co-worker, Ted Dabney, leave their jobs working for an arcade game company and start work on video games. And they create a table tennis game that's known as Pong. So, Pong and its variants became huge, um, which then led to an oversaturation in the market. And um, companies... Uh, that sold these items, they needed to move into other markets. Okay. All right, and we're back. Sorry about that. Had a uh, brief uh, dog break yeah. to, uh, you know. Allow them to bark at the neighbors. Yeah. So, like I said, um, Pong becomes hugely popular. A lot of people start making Pong variants, you right. know, things that are like Pong. And so it leads to like an oversaturation in the market and then companies uh, sell these items like they need to move on to other bigger and better things. Um, so in 1975, Ted and Nolan introduced a home version of Pong. They can't find any partners in the toy business, so they sell the first units through the Sears Roebuck Sporting Goods Department. Interesting. I thought that was cool. I didn't realize that. Although half of this I didn't realize like I'm not int- I'm not like a video game person. Um, but in 1977, um, Ted and Nolan sell the very first video computer system, 
more commonly known as Atari 2600. Yeah, the Atari. I had one of those. Yeah? Yeah. There I actually was looking through and there were different a bunch of different ones. So I don't really I don't really remember which one I had. Um but yeah, I do remember that we had an Atari. Yeah, there are a few different iterations. Like this this kind of is like the first the very first. Yeah. Um so um Atari twenty six hundred featuring a joystick, interchangeable cartridges, games in color, and switches for selecting games and uh setting difficulty levels. It makes millions of Americans home video game players. Yeah, that's awesome. I yeah, uh, I thought that was I love this. Like this was really fun to research. Right. Um so that was like the first actual System, system console mm-hmm. was released 100%. so that's why and it was in, it included pong yep it did uh in 1979 toy maker mattel supplemented its handheld electronic games with a new console called intellivision intellivision had better graphics and is more sophisticated or has more confused sophisticated controls than Atari 2600 and players love the sports. Mattel sells 3 million in television units. Hmm. So that's kind of like what came out right after Atari. Yeah. And was like the competitive market like began. Yeah. That kind of stuff. I'd like to find some of these old systems. I know. I know. All right. So let's move on to the boom of the 80s. All right. Yeah. This is where things really started to take off. Um, and And the market itself like like obviously there you know there are millions of people had these these few systems here but like the market just started to explode with different companies and systems mm-hmm. being released like all the time. Yeah. 100%. So in 1980 a missing slice of pizza inspires um Namco's Toru Ituwani to create Pac-Man which goes on sale in July of 1980. So that year, a version of Pac-Man for Atari 2600 became the first arcade hit to appear on a home console. Two years later, Mrs. Pac-Man strikes, or Miss Pac-Man strikes a blow for gender equality by becoming the best-selling arcade game of all time. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So this right here was, so it says, um, that that year, a version of Pac-Man for Atari 2600 became the first arcade hit to appear on a home console. So that means that the game itself was created first. Yeah, so they already had the game. Um, and it was an arcade game, correct? Yeah, so like okay. a big um, yeah. arcade console. Um, but they they didn't really release any of those games into the, those home systems. That's yet. really... that's So, This like it says, it was the first... Yeah. That's, I like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, so in 1981, video game fans go ape over Nintendo's Donkey Kong. Yeah. Featuring a character that would become world famous. Jumpman. Yeah. Yeah. So this was actually the first, the first, um. Never heard of it. Yeah. Ever heard of him? Yeah. That's because he's better known as Mario. Right. So the very first, um, introduction to Mario was not in his own game, but was in fact in the original Donkey Kong. Yep. You play as Jumpman or Mario, trying to go up the level up the. Really, you the play as Mario yeah. or Jumpman. You play as him. Yeah, you're him. Yeah. So Donkey Kong actually is like at the top, and he's like throwing barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like have to jump over him, climb up, and like get up and kill Donkey Kong. Oh. So the only basis for video games like of like the 80s and things like that that I have is that movie with Adam Sandler 
What's the what's the name of it? Pixel. Uh, Pixel. Pixel. Yeah, that's the only like context for video games of this era that I Yeah, have. so at the end, <laughs> like they have a yes. Donkey Kong thing. That, yes. that was how the, the original game was played. Oh, but the character, like Adam Sandler or whatever, that's that was Jump Jumpman Man or Mario. Mario. Oh, okay. That's really cool. Huh. <clears throat> um in nineteen eighty four, Russian mathematician Alexei mm, Pagin, Pagetnov. Pagetnov, yeah. Creates Tetris. Yes! Thank you, Alexei. Um, it's a simple but addictive puzzle game. The game leaks out from behind the Iron Curtain, and five years later, Nintendo bundles it with every new Game Boy. I love Tetris. It's amazing. I mean, that's, the, that's the only reason it was popular, though, is because they literally included it with every Game Boy. But I so. love it. Thank okay. you. It's so good. Good for you. <laughs> Um, I mean, I played quite a bit of it, but I just, I never really got into it. Oh, it's so good. Um, in 1985, the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System, launched and added fuel to the dying fire of video games. So this console had games like Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, Duck Hunt, etc. Right. That kind of so I had one of those. I had one of the original Game Boys, the big gray bricks, and then I also had an NES. Really? Yeah. Um, it has those little tiny, the little like rectangle yeah, remote, right? Yeah, little rectangle controller. Okay. Um, it's just got like a D-pad. In my research, then, I found pictures. Yeah, it's got, it's got a D-pad <laughs> on the left side and then just two buttons. Um, and a, oh, the A, a and, and B. B okay. Yeah. And then uh, there's also a start and select. Oh, that's so cool. I, um, want, I want one of those. Yeah, they still have some. Like they sell, um, uh, they have some now that are, they're like remaking them. It's mm -hmm. like classic or whatever. And most of it has like all the games, or at least most of the games, especially the most popular games, like just like downloaded onto them, so you don't have to worry about the cartridges. But they're just like mm. on the hard drive or whatever. Okay. So they're pretty interesting. I've been thinking about getting one. Was Duck Hunt difficult? Because I feel like that's I've heard things about Duck Hunt, but I don't. Uh, Duck Hunt was cool. Um, it had like rather than have the the controller, it came with a little gun. Yeah. Um, so you would like shoot at the ducks. Huh. So it was it was cool. It was it was really basic, but hmm. it was it like the the game that you have for well we'll get to it I'll ask you okay. in a minute. Um, in 1987, uh, it's a good year for fantasy role playing games as uh, Shigeru Miyamoto creates Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I like this game. Yes, I like this game a lot. Um, well, you never played the original. Not the original. I haven't played the original either. I actually never really got into Zelda much until like. Actually, recently. Yeah, but I like the, the Zelda universe and things like that. Yeah. Pretty okay. Cool. In 1988, John Madden Football is released. The very first Madden. Right. Yeah. I don't know what it was released on, though. Um, Nintendo, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't really... I couldn't find So, it. from this point, like, I think most of the, most of the systems from the 80s now... Let's be, let's be real. There's a ton. <laughs> but um the biggest ones were like the nes and the atari and okay. then also there were some segas okay some some early segas yeah i'll uh, yeah um, that actually is one of my next ones so in 1989 nintendo's game boy is popular like popularized by um handheld gaming so this is when the game boy comes out so hold up hmm. um you already mentioned Oh, okay. We hadn't really got in. Okay, you're just talking about the years in general because mm -hmm. you mentioned here. Uh, 
And we're talking about Tetris. Yeah. Okay, so they just released it later then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so 89 is when the, the Game Boy actually came out. Excellent. Okay, so that makes more sense. Because I was a little bit confused when you, you you brought up the Game Boy. In 84. And then, yeah, so he made he made Tetris. Mm-hmm. And then it gets, okay. and then whenever the Game Boy is released, oh, it's I, released. I see it now. Yeah, I missed the and five years later it was included. Yeah. So that's I, I was a little confused because because we had the you're talking about the Game Boy here, and I was thinking that's when it was was out. Yeah. And then we had the NES. And I was just like, oh, I thought the NES came out first. Yeah, it does. And so, then yeah, okay. five years later, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um. So and when it comes out, Tetris comes out like it's included with it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so in 1988, um, so this is, sorry, this is a little bit backwards too. I'm apologize. So Sega's Mega Drive uh, Genesis sold well worldwide early on after its first debut in 1988. Yeah. So that comes out. So it's, um, so in 85, NES comes out. In 88, Genesis comes out. Um, and then in 89, Game Boy comes out so there were some earlier um earlier sega consoles and i don't remember what they're called um i thought this was the first there's the sega genesis well genesis was not their first one there's the sega sg 1000 sega master system um, these were like early 80s, 83, 84. Oh. So there were already some Segas. But it looks like this one on. is one of the best-selling ones. Yes, yeah, so Genesis came out and Sega blew up for okay. like a, a hot minute. Oh, I wonder if um, Madden was released on Sega then. Because probably, it's the same. it came out the same year then. Probably did. Okay, that's um, cool. So yeah, Sega Genesis was super popular. Did you have one of those? I didn't actually, so that was... Oh, yeah, that's um, before your time. A little bit. Well, I mean, I knew a lot of people that had Sega Genesis. Like, they still sold them for several years. Okay. Well into the 90s. Okay. Um, but I didn't... I just... I don't know. I just never got one. Hmm. Just never really got into Sega. But I know a lot of people um, loved the Sega Genesis. Okay. That's cool. So, you mentioned the 90s. Um, so, Nintendo responded with its own next-generation system named the Super Nintendo... Entertainment system in 1990 in response to Sega's release. Right, the SNES. Now I did have one of these. Yeah. Yeah, it, the SNES was awesome. They had it had great games. Um, it really like just started to showcase like the complexity that video games could have. Yeah. What kind um, of games were on it? Oh, there was a ton. There was a bunch of different Mario's. Oh. Um, Mario Kart. Uh, is this what the like the Super Smash Brothers is that Super Smash Bros yeah was on SNES I think that was the first system that Super Smash Bros came out okay this Uh, is all new to me yeah then there I mean I had a ton of games and I think they all got missing or destroyed or something like that over the years so I'm kind of bummed about that I I really want to get another SNES so that so it, does S, does games. the SNES look like the NES um, with the console and then it's got the little gray? Does it look similar? It's yeah, it's it's very similar. Um, they changed it up a little bit. So like, rather than the 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 original, the NES had um, it had like this little door on the front that you open up and then you put the cartridge into. Okay. So with the SNES though, and I think they based. Um, 
No, I don't remember exactly how the Sega Genesis. Wait, I don't remember because I never had a Sega Genesis. Um, but was it gray? And did it have the? Because I love yeah, the so little. So the Sega Genesis, it had the, um, it had the cartridge where you just like push it into the top. Oh, like the sixty-four. Yeah, very much like that. And so then they the SNES, they have added that type of design to where the cartridge just comes it comes out in the top. St- sticks into the top of okay. it. Okay. So in response to the Sega Genesis, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, also, the controller, um, it's not just a square. It's not like rectangular anymore. It's actually like rounded on the sides. Okay. And then they add two more buttons. So it's got four buttons on the right side. Oh, okay. So in addition to the A and B, mm-hmm. then they have an X and a Y. Okay. Okay. Cool. And okay. that really kind of begins um, the, the, from that point on, like, controllers have, like, four buttons. Like, that, that, that kind of, like, started oh. the complexity of the, con- the controllers. Okay, that's, that's interesting. Okay, thank you for explaining that. Um, you ready to move on to the 90s? Yeah, love the 90s. Yes. Best time period in the history of humanity. 100%. We were born in the 90s, so it stands to reason that it was the best decade ever. Yeah. Got sure. it. Yeah, that tracks. Okay, so there the 90s. No arguments. Nope, none. Uh, the 90s were a time of intense marketing and competition in the video game world. So this is kind of where people started. So since Nintendo like was like, Sega, I raise you. Yeah, so, so everything, it, it really started kicking off in the late 80s, you know, mm-hmm. after NES, Game Boy, Sega Genesis. This was all like, you know, 80, what's, 85? yeah. Genesis came out in 88. Mm-hmm. SNES came out in 89, like it's, or, no, in 90, actually. Yeah, So yeah. in 90, kicked off with the SNES. Like everything, like from, from that small pocket, it just exploded. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Sonic the Hedgehog is released in 1991 for the Genesis. Um, It gave the console mainstream popularity and rivaled Nintendo's Mario franchise, starting the so-called console war. Yeah. So, I thought that was really interesting that, like, Genesis blew up when it first came out. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool, right? And then the SNES came out with all of these games, and then Genesis takes another, like, or, you know, packs another hit to Nintendo with Sonic. Right. So I thought that was, that was fantastic. Like, really good marketing on their part. To be like, we've got this cool console, and we're not done. We've got this cool game to go with it. So, um, the types of graphics that were used uh, changed to 3D, and that made the different genres possible, including first-person shooter, real-time strategy, and massive multiplayer online games. So that would be RuneScape, right? Yeah. So and World of Warcraft. And, yeah. Right. Yeah. Very much things okay. like those. So that's what I thought. Um, first-person shooters, obviously, is it's like Doom. Yeah, Doom. Actually, I think <laughs> was the first one. Yes. Um, I never played Doom. Congratulations, me. <laughs> I never played Doom, but it was it was really popular. Um, so that was like the first first-person shooter um, game that there was, and then the, a lot so, of people are probably a lot more familiar with like Call of Duty. Yeah, um, that's, that's where, they were. where where you are like the person holding the gun or whatever. Like that's the first-person shooter. Um, so the real-time strategy example that it gave was Dune Two, D U N E Two, and it's basically where you have to like 
you're, you're doing a game where um, you have a select amount of like resources and then you have to get to the end of the level with that select amount of resources, I think. Yeah, so it's... Does that it make sense? It was a weird... I didn't play this one really either, um, but it, it's kind of like... But that's the example that it gives. Yeah, so the strategy games... Um, kind of like Age of Empires, stuff like that. Like you control, you know, you don't necessarily control like a character. You're like more like managing an area. Okay. Kind of thing. Okay. Makes sense. All right. Um, yeah. So that was, that's the real time strategy. Okay. That and then there's also, um, um, you, you mentioned massive multiplayer online games. Uh-huh. Um, those stem off first from... RPGs or role-playing games mm-hmm. where you're just playing like just a character doing something. Right. Um, and then massive multiplayer online role-playing games became huge later on, like early 2000s. Okay. Um, MMO, MMORPGs. Oh, so, okay. That's But that's yeah, helpful. basically that's where you, you, you make this character, you control it, you go on and, and uh, the game is online. You play with like lots of other people on the internet. Well... We're going back to that. Yeah. To, really? Like, well, we can get to that a little bit later, but like, and we'll get to like the online thing like that, but we're technically going back to that. Really. Yeah. So I don't think that MMORPGs weren't really, didn't really happen until much later, but there were some, I think there were some um, massively multiplayer, massive multiplayer online games like in general. Yeah. So not like RuneScape, but I don't, I don't know what some of those early ones were. I don't know. So, like, in... uh, It would be in the early 90s. Um, Okay, so in 1995, Sony releases PlayStation in the United States, selling for $100 less than the Sega Saturn, which is one of the later iterations of the Sega consoles. Yeah, so Sega Saturn came out after the Genesis. Mm -hmm. It was not nearly as popular. Yeah. Well, Um, it was $100 more than the PlayStation, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think that was a lot of the reason why is because it came. I think it came out around the same time as the PlayStation. Yeah, I had a, one of the original Playstations. They were great. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so in 1995, Sony releases that the PlayStation, and it was like I said, a hundred dollars less than the Sega Saturn. So the lower price point, along with the rival of the Nintendo 64 in 1996, weakens Sega's home console business. Yeah. When the Sony PlayStation 2 debuted in 2000, it became the dominant home console and Sega ended up exiting the home console business. So Sega, you know, they they were able to hang on through the 90s, but in 2000 they were like, I'm done. Because yeah. PlayStation 2 came out. Yeah, so they, th- that, with kind of the flop that Saturn was, that really signaled a downturn for Sega's foothold in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They did come out later with what was known as the Dreamcast. I don't know if you've got anything in here about uh, that. I, yes, I thought so. Maybe not. I, th- I know we had talked about it. We did. Um, so they came out with the but Dreamcast. But I don't have it in here. Yeah. A lot of people loved the Dreamcast, but not many, Yeah, <laughs> honestly. It was like uh, a nostalgia piece, yeah, the people I bet. That, the people that liked the Dreamcast loved it. Yeah. Um, but it just didn't... It just didn't really take off, and I, I believe that was the last system that Sega made. Okay. Hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Um, let's see. And it also mentions here, you know, in 1996, the Nintendo 64 came out, which we have one of those. Yeah. Had I one of those. do like that. I never had one 
at the time. So actually, the one you bought me a few years ago was the first one I'd ever gotten. You know where I got that, right? Uh, that was from Trade Day. Play was it? Yeah, I, I got it, it from Trade from, Day. Um, play and Trade. Nope, it was from Trade Day. I walked past it at Trade Day, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, is that that?" And they're like, "Yeah." Like oh, I'm cool. like, "Oh my gosh!" So Trade Day is awesome. You can find literally everything. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, so in 1998, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time transports players to the richly imagined world of Hyrule, full of engaging characters, thought-provoking puzzles, and the most memorable musical instrument to ever appear in a video game. Right. You have an ocarina. I do. I don't know where it is. It's in the drawer in there in the office. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the guest room. Um, but yeah, so Ocarina of Time... It really blew up, too. A lot of people... We have that game, game. don't we? No. Okay, I thought we did. I want to. Um, It's hard to find. And when you do, they're expensive. Oh, okay. Um, So it wasn't the first Legend of Zelda game. Obviously, we already mentioned the first one that came out back in, like, 87 or something, I think. But this one allows you to be more like an RPG, right? Yeah. Okay. Well... Technically, the other ones were RPG, too, but it wasn't... Like, this one is the first one in, like, in 3D. Okay. Okay. That makes um, sense. So, there was, like, this, you know, this whole big world you can explore. It was it was just huge. It was it was incredible for the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, in 2001, Microsoft enters the video game market with Xbox. Right. And hit games like Halo Combat Evolved. Four years later, Xbox 360 gained millions of fans with its advanced graphics and seamless online play. Right. Yeah. So Xbox, I don't know. Xbox like really took off very quickly. quickly it was, yeah. It was a little strange. Um, Bill I Gates. think a lot of it was the marketing, but yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't get one when they initially came out. I had a PlayStation and then a PlayStation 2. You had an Xbox. I, I ended up getting one later. Okay. Um, but it came out in, what, 2001, you said? Yeah. Um, around that time, I got a PlayStation 2 a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ended up getting an Xbox, like, many years later. I just That's the black from, one, right? Yeah, That's, the, the big okay. black and green. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I had one. I just bought it from a buddy, like, many years later. Okay. Um, and you also have, we have a 360. Mm-hmm. One of the original 360s, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was um, one of like like the first generation of the Xbox the white. 360s. Okay. That was the first. I bought the 360 first. No, I didn't. Never mind. That's a lie. I bought the Xbox and a few games from a buddy. And then later on, I bought the 360. 360. We got it that. had been out for we several got, years. We got but. the 360 when we were together. You got it when we were together, I thought. Yeah, we got it. was actually after we got married. Yeah, and Black um, it Friday. It was like our first or second Christmas. It was like a Black Friday thing. Yeah. Ah, oh, I remember. Um, yeah, so it was actually, it was, it was a few years after the 360 had already been out. Um, but it was still really big. Like, yeah. there weren't any more console releases really that's like that generation of consoles lasted a long time yeah yeah and that was in 2005 yeah so okay when it came out um in 2006 nintendo wii gets gamers off the couch and moving with innovative motion sensitive remotes not only does nintendo make gaming more active it also appeals to millions of people who never before liked video games also in 2007 rock band was released i loved 
rock band so much. Yeah, Guitar Hero and Rock Band really oh. like they really came on the scene like huge. I loved it. Um Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, all right, so the two thousand tens through now. In two thousand ten Minecraft becomes popular, which is not really like a video game, but it kind of is. It is a yeah. video game. I just, I've not really gotten into it. Um, a lot of people obsess over Minecraft. Yeah, it's really it's weird. strange. Yeah. And in 2011, Skylanders um, Spyro's Adventure becomes the first augmented reality hit by letting plastic play- players place plastic figurines on a portal of power to zap characters into the game. Two years later, Disney Infinity joins the ranks of the toy video game hybrids. Okay, so I gotta say, I loved Disney Infinity, and I love. It's just so expensive. Yeah. To like get, you have to buy the different games, or the different like game pieces that you put on the on the pad, and then the different characters, and like certain characters go with certain games, and it's like, like we could have easily like filled a room with stuff. Yeah, and I mean, you could spend like thousands, thousands of, of dollars, dollars just trying to play this one game, and but, that's I'm not really into that. Um, I'm kind of surprised that more. I'm surprised that more companies didn't do that, mm-hmm. but I'm really glad they, they didn't. didn't. I didn't really yeah. like that trend of I got to keep buying these little pieces. I to, liked it. I thought it was really cool. It's a cool concept, yeah. But I mean, it's just not. It's not, not feasible. Yeah. No, it's expensive. It's super expensive. I remember, because I remember Skylanders was, like, massive. Yeah. Now, if I could just buy, like, the whole set for, you know, what it would cost to get a new game, or even a little bit more, like, you know, maybe 80 bucks mm-hmm. to have the whole the set game of and all the pieces. And then you have Disney Infinity 2.0, where the one, one like, the original characters wouldn't work on the 2.0 pad, and, like, all this kind of stuff. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it or was, you couldn't, you couldn't, I think the, the... 1.0 would work on the new ones, but you couldn't use the new characters on the old game, yep. so you had to upgrade everything. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I liked the concept, but it was just so hard. Yeah, the to concept keep up with. is really cool. Yeah, and it was pretty innovative at the time, really. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, so the eighth and current generation of video games began with the release of Nintendo, uh, Nintendo's Wii U, in 2012, followed by the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One in 2013. Yeah. Despite featuring a touchscreen remote control that allowed off-TV gaming and being able to play Wii games, the Wii U was a commercial failure, uh, the opposite of its competition, and was discontinued in 2017. I didn't realize it was discontinued. Yeah. um, I liked the concept, though. It was a really cool concept, and I wasn't... I didn't really realize that it was such a failure. Me either. I guess, looking back at it, I didn't know a whole lot of people that had a Wii U... But I, I was always one. under the impression that the people that had them loved them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm kind of surprised that it didn't do so well. I think a lot of it probably was just the Wii marketing because they it was so different from Everything the else. Wii that they just had. Like, they had all the motion stuff. So, like, the next Wii, you would expect it to be, like, the More same motion. sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but so, Nintendo- I think it probably would have done better if they had just completely rebranded that. Not as Wii, but if they just called it something. And Nintendo picked up on that concept because that 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 concept of like a touchscreen remote control that allowed off TV gaming, Nintendo picked that up and like with the Switch. Yeah, yeah. When the Switch came out, like that's that's what that is. Um, like that's where the concept. When, what year did the Switch come out? I don't know. I don't have it on here, but it was it's 
new 2018, right? 2019. Yeah, look at, because I don't, because we got one of the, we have one of the first ones, right? No, we have the second. We it have came one out in 2017. Okay. Uh, March Nintendo scooped 3rd, that right up. And it, honestly, it is still huge. Yeah. Like, it's still hard to find them. Like, so, places, are, places still get sold out of them. Wii U was discontinued in 2017, and Nintendo was like, "We'll we'll scoop that that idea up, and we'll just make it happen." Yeah, you know, like that's, and Nintendo did. A, I mean, they did a good job with the Switch. I love our Switch. Yeah, we'll see. That's the thing too is like they 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 marketed it much different. They did. They marketed it a lot differently, but they also they they did like the perfect meld of what the Wii was. And the Wii U, so like you, because it, it still is able to do like motion sensing mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Because um, you can do Just Dance on the Wii. Yeah. 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 You can do a lot of stuff on the Wii. It's really. I mean, not Wii. On the Switch. On the Switch. Yeah. yeah that's what I meant. Um, but yeah, it's a really innovative system. I love mine. And honestly, I want to get some more games for it just because I'm, I'm not able to use it to its potential right now. I was going to ask you whenever we were talking earlier about the games, and I can't remember which one it was. Um, the games that were on the NES and I think the Genesis, if those were like the games that I have now, the, um, I don't remember what console they originally came out on, the Aladdin and Lion King games. Um, cause they're kind of, what is it like eight bit, right? Yeah. They're, and they're yeah. like, they're side scrolling games. Yeah. Eight bit side scrolling would have been, um, oh, those actually I think are 16 bit, but, uh, they probably, they would have been either Sega Genesis or SNES. It would have been that, um, that level that, of like technology. That generation. Okay. I want to say those two were probably Sega Genesis. Okay. Okay. It'll probably tell me whenever I open it up. I, you it, know, if it, it where probably it can, does. Okay. I just don't remember. I haven't played in a while. It, and it may have been both too. So, and that's what I do like about the Switch as well is that it has the capability to do older games, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of games. Like, the, they, they've that. converted, so. Yeah. Um, also, so in the, like, 2010s through now, um, online storefronts such as Xbox Live, Marketplace, and the Wii Shop channel have totally changed the way people buy games, update software, and communicate and interact with other gamers. Um, so networking services like Sony's uh, PSN, PlayStation Network, have helped online multiplayer gaming reach unbelievable new heights. So that's kind of what I was saying earlier is that like we've kind of reverted to like MMOs again with things like Fortnite and like all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and like a lot of online, online gameplay. The online marketing like, is, is... Call of Duty now, like their la- one of their latest ones only was like only online gameplay, right? Or, like, that was the majority of the game. For several years now, most yeah. of them have been, like, the biggest part of the game has been online. Um, the campaigns that they put are, are basically just fillers. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the the uh, addition of, like, the online market really changed the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and now you don't even need games anymore. Like, not, like, physical games. Yeah, I mean... You just have codes that you just go to the yeah, store. Yeah, you can and... just go online and just download everything, mm-hmm. which is interesting and convenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still, like... I don't know. I like going to a, a game store and, like... Fun fact, don't put tape on a receipt that has your game code on it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> the tape will take the printer paper off of the receipt paper. Yep. Or the print off of it. We learned that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> 
So be careful if you if you buy those online or the the card the, the downloads the download cards. Um, be careful with those receipts because yes. you have to have that code. <laughs> They'll be able to. They should they be able reprint. to find it. They can reprint the receipt. But yeah. Yeah, it was definitely um, a heart stopping moment because those games are not cheap. Not at all. So okay, so that's kind of the history, and that's kind of gotten us to now. Yeah. Um, you had some that you wanted to talk about, right? Some systems. Um, yeah, I just kind of wanted to touch back on some of like the biggest, um, the biggest companies' systems. And honestly, I was gonna just go through like a list of all the the consoles, but the list is huge. Yeah. It's insane from the seventies until now. Um, everything kind of started paring down to just a few companies around the nineties and two thousands. But like originally, there were just tons of different companies coming out with all different consoles that I've never heard of most of these. Well, so, and I remember going to Dollar General um, in the two thousands and seeing like just a game, a game console. You can just plug it up and it has like games on it. Yeah, yeah, there were a bunch of those. There's a ton um, of that kind of stuff. But and there were there were a ton of different like Ataris and Segas and Amiga. Like there's just there's ridiculous. So I'm actually I'll uh, try to include a link to this list of games for oh, anybody that's good. actually interested. Um, of consoles. To, yeah. So or yeah yeah the list of consoles. Um, I'll try to add that into the description. Um, so if you're interested, go, go check that out. Notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just some of the big ones. I mean, you had Sega, which had, you know, the big consoles. They had the Genesis, the Saturn, Dreamcast. Like, yeah. those were really the biggest three. Um, and the Dreamcast was, like you mentioned, to kind of try and revive. Yeah, it was It was trying to. It was around the PlayStation 2 generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but PlayStation 2 had a, had a Scooby-Doo game, and I just don't know how you can compete with that. This is true. <laughs> um, then also you had Nintendo. So Nintendo, they came out originally NES, Game Boy, SNES. Then the Nintendo 64. 64. Uh, but then after the 64, which was the same generation as the PlayStation 1, one that we missed here was the GameCube. Oh, uh, yeah. GameCube was pretty big. I had a friend um, that had one I don't those. think it was... It's one of those that, like, the people that got the GameCube loved it above everything else, but it didn't sell very well. You could play DVDs in the GameCube. You could play DVDs in the GameCube and the PlayStation 2. That generation really started that that, um, mix of just, like, having almost just, like, a general entertainment system. System, yeah. Aside from just the video games. Yeah. You could also have, like, music and stuff on them, too. That's cool. Which I don't think really many people did. Huh. But it was a possibility. Uh, Xbox... Had Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, which we've gone over those. Um, then PlayStation, PlayStation One, a- PlayStation Two, PlayStation Three, which we didn't really talk about. No, we didn't. Um, it was kind of a flop too. PlayStation Three was super expensive when it came out compared mm-hmm. to the other games in the generation. Um, then PlayStation Four became a little bit more affordable. So what? When 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 you're done, tell tell the people what we have. Right now. Yeah, what we have. So right or when you're now, when you're finished. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, that's fine. Um, right now, I have a PlayStation 4, a PlayStation 2, I have a Nintendo 64, a Nintendo Switch, and... We have a 360. I have an Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. And, and an Xbox One. One, yeah. 
So six consoles. Yeah. Um, so then I still have an old uh, Game Boy Color too. Oh yeah, that's. It's, I forget it's where it is. Around it's here around somewhere. here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So if you guys have any idea of how to, uh, you know, store and utilize all six of those consoles, I've seen some really cool like entertainment I, centers that have yeah. like little slots for each system. I like, I kind of want to do that. Yeah. Because uh, I also want to find some more of these older systems, like some of these vintage systems, like an, another Atari that and would be stuff cool. like that. I wonder what the graphics would look like on like modern TVs, though. Oh, it would still be terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. But it would awful. be great. Yeah. It would be great and terrible at the same time. Yeah. Um, but So then now you've got, which we also, you talked a little bit about having computers, like computer gaming. Yeah. PC gaming has really gotten big over oh, yeah. the last decade or so, too. So Again, this is not my of, area of expertise. We kind of have to mention PC gaming. Um, I've never and you really can build your own gaming it. computer, from what yeah, I understand, Yeah, you, you right? can, and you can actually use controllers, too. Oh, I didn't um, realize that. So, it's an interesting way to go, honestly. Um, it's honestly probably more affordable once you get... The the equipment. Yeah, because you don't have to keep buying like a whole new system every time. Like That's You can true. just upgrade your graphics card or whatever. Oh, yeah, and because like, they... Because games don't... What's the word? Up-convert? Right? Yeah, not generally. Which Some means, games Which means the PlayStation will, 2 games won't play on the PlayStation 3. Correct? The PlayStation 3 will play PlayStation 2 games, but the PlayStation 2 won't play PlayStation 3 games. Okay. The PlayStation 4, though, won't play PlayStation 2 or 3 games. That's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. But, but we, we did they find did a- make it online. They have an online library where you can download. They've like remastered some of those games and made them just for like an online download. So you can download them onto your PlayStation 4 and play them, but you can't just take the disc and pop it in and play. Right. So we found a workaround for the Xbox this way, where we put the game in the 360 and route it through the one. Yeah. So it's got this cool feature there where you can like, you you like chain the 360 into the the one and it's made to do that. Um, And so you can play the 360 games through the one through the 360 into the Xbox One. Right, but it's the one controller and all that kind of stuff. Can you do that with the PlayStation Four? No. Oh, that's unfortunate. Not that I'm aware of, unless they've made some sort of adapter now. That's unfortunate. Um, Which I I doubt they will. Yeah. Um, But upcoming, we've also got the PlayStation Five and the Xbox. what is, the, what is the next? Is one? it the Xbox One Pro or Pro something no, like that? No, it's the Xbox. Well, I mean, hang on. I don't know. I don't Xbox know. One. No. Yeah, I have no like. I, I think it's interesting. I remember there for a while, like there were new consoles coming out. Almost, it felt like almost every year. Probably wasn't that often, but it really did feel like they were just. Like. Xbox Series X. Mm. So those are the, the new the, the new consoles that they haven't been released yet. Mm. Well, uh, we're good with what we got. We've got six. Mm. <laughs> we're, this the PlayStation Five looks really awesome. Also saw this uh, ad for a new Harry Potter game that's going to be on the PlayStation Five. Really? It's going to be on the PS Four too and the PS Five. But I'm imagining there's probably gonna be a big difference on the PS5. That's true, and you—I don't think you actually have many games for your one. Truthfully, I think you maybe no, have only four. Got like a couple. Yeah. So. Maybe. Yeah. So I need some more one games. Yeah. Need, need a PlayStation Five. 
need. Then, I love uh, that. Need that new Harry Potter game. It okay. Looks, it need. looks sweet. It's like a. It's a real. It's like a an open world exploration Ooh. game where you like okay, are right. this wizard. It's it's looks awesome. Okay, so this is a high want, not a need, right? So we'll call it a low need. <laughs> low need. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for us to move on to facts? Yeah. Okay. So these are some really fun ones that I found. Um, the company that developed the Wii Motion technology offered it to Microsoft and Sony first, who both turned it down. Huh. And then Nintendo ultimately introduced motion control into the masses. Right. And the Wii took off for a, for a minute. Yeah. That's interesting that they, they, it was offered to them first and they were like, no, we're good. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. Like, I don't know why you would turn that down. Yeah. Which because also, Microsoft, because like then the Kinect came out. Yeah. They did the Kinect and then the, um, PlayStation had one too, like a, where they had this little wand thing, which I really hated. Yeah. I thought it was dumb. But the Kinect was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I liked the Kinect. It was cool where you yeah. just use like your your whole body yes. as the controller. Yeah. Instead of having an actual controller. Connect Adventures was fun. Um, so did you know that Mortal Kombat was developed in ten months by a team of four people? No. And that for the first six months the game didn't even have a name. That's interesting. Four people. I loved Mortal Kombat. I had uh, Mortal Kombat four for PlayStation and it was a lot of fun. Uh, I don't think I've ever played it. I've only seen the video. I mean, the the movie. Oh, we should get it. There's they have some you new have... ones for. Oh, okay. For, uh, okay. For like PlayStation Four. Because I think you have a, the game in your little like CD sleeve. I think. Yeah, you I have, have my old copy for the the original the play... PlayStation. Yeah. But... Um. Okay. Grand Theft Auto was supposed to be a racing game. I can see that. Yeah. I never played the first two, but I played. Three in Vice City. Um, um, I wanted to get Grand Theft Auto Five, but it's still so expensive. Yeah. Um, a gamer completed Dark Souls using a rock band guitar. I figured you would know what that means. And the look on that, your, <laughs> the look on your face is hilarious. That is an incredible feat, honestly. Yeah. Um, that doesn't seem possible. Dark Souls <laughs> is a very hard game. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very challenging game. <laughs> Look um, on your face. <laughs> and to do it on a rock band controller, like I said, doesn't even seem possible. That was hilarious. Your face. Your jaw dropped. Oh, that's good. I figured you would know what that meant. Yeah. So I have no idea what that means. Yeah, I've only played like five minutes of a Dark Souls game. And not even Dark Souls. I played uh, Bloodborne, which was um, from the same company. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Dark Souls is a really challenging game. Um... When the arcade game Space Invaders was released in Japan, it caused a shortage of 100 yen coins. 100 mean? yen is the coin. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But what do you, I don't understand it caused a shortage of 100 coins. Like, no. Yen. 100 yen is a coin. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, not that like they lost 100 in that case. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> Japan lost 100 coins. What's the big deal? Okay. All right. I got you now. So, so the hundred, the one hundred yen is similar to like the hundred dollar bill. Yes. Which is I know is like vastly different in its value system, but it's like saying like it's basically like saying there was a, a shortage in ten dollar bills. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I get you there. That makes that makes a lot more sense. 
Okay, so 65% of video game players play with others. So, like, either online or, like, you know, in person. Yeah. Um, many players over uh, 65 years old, um, 46% of men and 63% of women over 65 have been playing video games for 10 years or less. I'm just Interesting. Im- I'm so just impressed that there are... 65 st- years or older... Have playing been. for 10 years or less. So they started playing video games when they were 55. 55. Isn't that cool? That's awesome. I know. I love that. It's so sweet. I'm going to be a 65-year-old still playing video games. So. <laughs> okay, cool. Good Good to know that there's some consistency there. Um, 79% of gamers say that games provide relaxation and stress relief. I would say that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 79, nope. 87% of male gamers uh, ages 55 to 64 and 82% of women gamers ages 55 to 64 believe that games provide mental stimulation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a little contradictory to what I to what I just read, but it says a majority of adults, especially seniors, so these are people who don't play video games already, believe that video games are contri- are a contributing factor to gun violence. Six in ten adults say that the amount of gun violence in video games contributes a great deal or a fair amount to gun violence in the country today. Among adults age 65 or older, 82% say that video game gun violence contributes to a great deal or a fair amount of the country's gun violence and nearly double um, the share of those ages 18 to 29. So, Well, that so I'll say those... Two different facts that you gave don't really contradict each other. Um, so the first one, people were saying that, that um, men and women 55 to 64 believe games provide a mental stimulation. Mm-hmm. You can still believe that they provide stimulation and then also believe that they contribute to, contribute violence. to violence. That's true. It's stimulating you toward violence. That's, like that's, so they that's don't, accurate. So they don't contradict each other necessarily. But I also disagree. There have been numerous studies that say both. They re- yeah. and so it really does come down to like your raisin. Yeah, honestly, yeah, like it's, it's all. I would say that it's it's all parenting. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that. Like you need to know your child best. Like if my child is old enough to, can like have one of like the the games or whatever. But I know that they're not mentally capable of handling and like seeing the things that are then. The answer's going to be no, whether or, yeah, not, exactly. whether or not the rating and first matches. Of all, yeah, and that's what I was going to say. First of all, they have ratings on these games for a reason. For a reason. Uh-huh. Uh, but also, like, parents need to know what games their kids are playing. Absolutely. They need to understand what type of game that it is and what yeah. it involves and what it, like, you know, what it's about. Yeah. Um, so, like, maybe don't get your 12-year-old Grand Theft Auto where you're stealing cars and beating hookers. Like, that's not... That's not appropriate. Yeah, like if you actually knew what that game was about, would you really let your 12-year-old play it? Yeah. Or is it just because it's so popular and you don't really care? Like, oh, and yeah, go buy it. Oh, no, what did video games do to my child? Well, no, yeah. what did you let your child get into? What did you let your child consume? Yeah, for sure, 100%. 100%. And it's like there are some children who are more mature for their age, and so they're able to handle things. Like, I don't know how I feel about it because... You know, we don't have, we're not in that situation yet, but like, yeah, but I mean, look at me, I've, I've literally been playing video games my whole life. 
<laughs> like as long as I can remember, we've had some sort of video games going on. We had the Atari, we had NES, we had Game Boy, like, and not like years later, like pretty close to when these things came out. Yeah. So like, my whole life, I've been playing some sort of video game console. And you're able to distinguish reality from fiction, and you're yeah. not gonna go like. And I have car. honestly, I've, I've never really even been in a fight. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so I just, I just I call BS. Yeah. <laughs> so there are studies that that say both. You know what I mean? And I yeah. I think like these studies, like if you're a scientist in any kind of capacity or know anything about science, then you know that like results can be skewed. And like there are in in every study, if it's a good study, it will say what its limitations are. And like yeah. so, yeah. Moving on, um, there are about, all right, I'm going to need help. This is a number. Okay, so there are about 1,181,019 existing video games as of 19, as of 2019. Did I get that number right? You did, and that's and that's that's cool. Yeah. Um, I, Over I mean, a million. a million is a lot to go through. <laughs> but Challenge inter- accepted, right? I'd be interested in at least going through this list. <laughs> maybe maybe a very, very quick Browse. Nice. Okay. Very broad skim yeah. of the list. <laughs> um, Ubisoft's long-running and highly su- successful Assassin's Creed series was originally going to be a Prince of Persia spinoff. That's amazing to me. Um, I love Assassin's Creed. I I also love Assassin's Creed, but I also loved Prince of Persia. Yeah. I played the first three of them. Then I wonder well, if Hannah would three. like it. Hannah would probably like Prince of Persia too. Prince of Persia was cool. Um, really, really cool concept. Graphics were great for the time. Um, it was, it was just a really good game all around. Yeah. Um, the first one was the better one of the three. Um, yeah. but yeah, it was really great. I had no idea that Assassin's Creed was supposed to be a, a spinoff. So That's, it really would have, it really was supposed to be a one-off and they have what, like six now? Um, they had Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 2, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, Unity. and then... Um, no, then they had, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, then they had, um, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and then Unity, and then, oh gosh. What's the one with, the? Um, oh wait, that's the, I don't remember. Did I get it right? Six? No, there's, there's more, I just can't remember what oh. they're called. I got um, close. After Unity, <laughs> there was Syndicate. We- Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the one in England. And then Odyssey. I want to say there was oh, yeah. one between Syndicate and Odyssey. Oh, that's no, one no, of them is um, side Origins. There's a side-scrolling one, too. Origins and then Odyssey. I never played the side-scrolling one. So there's yeah. 10. Yeah, there's like 10 or 11. Interesting. I've played most of them, and they're. I love the Assassin's Creed. They're games. real hard, though. I like watching you play. I don't like actually playing because my motor control is not great. I need yeah. very, very, very simple video games. I need. To, I still need to get Odyssey. And then they've got another one coming out, Valhalla, which looks awesome. Ooh. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. Um, there are currently over 100 million Game Boys in the world, both the original and the color variant. Uh, 32 million of them are in Japan, and there are 44 million in America. Interesting. Yeah. I had one of the original Game Boys, and then I had a Game Boy Color. I've also got a Game Boy SP around here somewhere. Or a no, not a not an SP, a Game Boy Advance. Um, yeah. So they have. You just the, have one Game Boy here. Well, no, I've got the uh, I've got two. Oh. 
Oh. I've got the. I still have the color and the Game Boy Advance. Okay. And I, I, when I was like five or six, I had a Game Boy, the original one. Yeah, I the, love the that big thing. Big gray brick. I love that thing. Um, which oh, oh yeah, that was one thing I didn't talk about. Like I talked about Nintendos, but Game Boys. There were several of those. So they had the original Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, then the Game Boy Advance. The graphics were a little bit better, and it just looked generally a little bit better. And they changed the design rather than it just be like a screen and then like the controls down at the bottom. The Game Boy Advance, they changed it to where it was wider, similar to the, the, the concept of like the Switch now. Oh. It had the screen in the middle with the controls on either side. Oh. And then the Game Boy Advance SP basically took the same games for the Advance and then changed it kind of back to, to the same concept of the screen on top mm-hmm. and then the buttons at the bottom, but it folded up like a like a flip phone. So. Oh, cool. Like the DS. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we didn't even get into like the handheld gaming stuff. Yeah. Like we didn't get into any of that. Yeah. But. And then they had the... Um, DS, DS Lite. Well, they had... Switch um, Lite. And, there yeah. was one before the DS. It was like a, it was a Game Boy. But then there was the Nintendo DS, which was when they really kind of stopped doing Game Boy specifically. But yeah. They had the DS, which was... Still only a handheld. Dual screen. Yeah. I wanted one of those. They seemed really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted one for a long time, but now that I have a Switch, I don't see it the need. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Must, the Switch is awesome. Yeah. Okay, so this last one is actually going to be a challenge. This last fact is going to be a challenge for you, okay? Okay. It is only humanly possible to press a button on a controller 16 times per second. This record was set by Toshiyuki... Uh, Takahashi. Takahashi, a Japanese gamer. So, well, I would say the Japanese part is pretty obvious. Well, yeah, but um, yeah, sixteen <laughs> um, times per, per second. Sixteen times per second. That's incredible. Um, I don't even think I could get close to that. <laughs> I doubt very highly that I could get eight times per second. It feels like I like whenever I'm playing, I'm like like it feels like I'm going so fast. Yeah. But I would be interested to. See, I want to see if I wonder if I can find a video of that to see like to watch him do it because yeah. that seems incredible. Yeah. So if you can beat it, uh, let's let's see it. Let's. Oh, I know I can't. There's no <laughs> way. So yeah, the, that's what I that is what I found on video games. How did I do? Really good. That was that was really. I appreciate um, your supplemental information because, like I said, this was all new to me. Yeah. This. Except for like, because I knew some things since we've been married for twelve years. So like, obviously, I knew some things of like the recent stuff, but the the ancient history. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really know much about. Yeah, I didn't even know a lot of stuff about that early days. So this one, this one was a really fun topic, um, and we actually went a lot longer than usual today. So sorry for I'll, that for the and long I only episode. Have four pages of notes. Yes, because it was such a fun topic. Yes. Where we just kept going on, to, on uh, tangents there. Um, but yeah, so that's what we've got on video games. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I had a blast talking about it today. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, hope you all enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed talking about it. Um, again, our coffee today, Player One Coffee. Uh, it's God's gift uh, by Player One. Check them out at playeronecoffee.com. Um, go check them out. It's a great cup of coffee. Um, other than that, you know, like, share, subscribe. You can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Apple Go- Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go- I think it's Google Play. Yeah, 
Yeah, and then we are also on one other one. I can't remember where we are now. We're on a lot of them. Yeah. Except we're not on Spotify yet. We're working on Spotify. Some technical issues there. Yeah. Um, so we'll be on Spotify soon. Yeah. But yeah, um, also Podbean. You can find us on Podbean. Oh, yeah, that's, that's our host. Thank um, you, Podbean, for hosting us. For sure. <laughs> um, also, is- you can send us an email. Give us, you know, send us your topics, your critiques, whatever. Maybe not your critiques because we don't really care. I mean, I care. I want to know how we can grow and do better. Maybe. Ooh, we should do merch. I don't know if we're the, to that level yet. We're popular. Um, People like but, us. But, uh, yeah, send us an email, datenightcoffeeshop at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find us on Instagram, at datenightatthecoffeeshop. Um, For sure. Yeah, so go follow us, like us, subscribe. Um, but mostly, just keep listening. We really appreciate it. I know. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It has been fun. Um, so also, people in Germany and South Korea listening to us. What? Yeah, and yeah. Australia? So our, our stats have been pretty exciting these last few days. Thank you guys. Um, yeah. So for those of you guys listening in Australia and South Korea and Germany, thank you. Spread the word. Yeah, um, and that's, oh, and, that's and the U.S. of course. And like, I think I yeah, looked. Yeah, for sure. We Tell have your friends. California, um, Arizona, Texas, and Tennessee. Yeah, several states. I know. Still mostly Tennessee, but that's several okay. states. That's because that's where we're from. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so until next time, I hope you guys, you know, just continue to, you know, check in, try to, to follow our stuff. Um, oh, a little preview of what's coming up. Oh we've my got, gosh. So Are we going to talk about it now? We're now in September. We've got another episode. Do we want it to be a surprise? I want it to be a surprise. You want it to be a surprise? Kind of. Well, we can tell them what the next episode's going to be on because we know what the next episode's going to okay, be. Okay, so our next episode is going to be a little bit of a change up. Uh, rather than date night at the coffee shop, this one's going to be date night at the winery. At the winery, yeah. So we're going to do an episode on wine um, and we're going to have a wine instead of coffee to drink. Yeah, and if and you maybe guys, maybe we'll have some both. Ooh, do we want to like offer like a pairing? Uh, what do you like food pairing? No, ooh, food. I like food. Anyway, no, I'm talking about like tell them what wine we're gonna drink so that they can get it and like drink it with us. Oh well, we don't know what we're gonna drink yet. Do well, we? we can release it on the gram. Okay, yeah. Um, so follow us on Instagram. Go check us out. We'll uh, we'll let you guys know what kind of wine we'll be drinking. Um, once we figure that out. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is and, like... And then we've got we've got an exciting project coming up. Oh, I'm um, so excited. For October. Yes. So stay tuned for that one. We'll explain a little bit more next week. Yes. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really excited. This one's going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this. We had a lot of fun with this one. Sorry it ran a little bit longer than usual. We don't need to apologize for anything. They know what they came here for. This is true. Just kidding. I love you guys. Yeah. And (laughs) to be fair, it does also have the link listed in the description there. That's true. You knew what you were getting into. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, Until next year. Until next time. Wow. um, No, let's make that happen. Next year. I am ready for 2020 to be over. As a side note, rest in power, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Yeah, I found that news out what yesterday or a yeah. day or two ago. Yeah. So, super sad about that. I'm ready for 2020 to be over. Yes, yes. So, see you next year. No, just got to make sure Betty White holds on. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. 2020 can't take her, too. And, like, we lost John Lewis, too. Yeah. It's been a rough year, y'all. Yeah, it's it's been rough. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, again, thank you guys so much. Um, Till next time. Yeah, bye. Bye.